Peace, love, knowledge, freedom, and welcome to another sighting episode of the Justine Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about breakups. I know, y'all seen from the title, it's breakups, but specifically post-relationship post relationship analysis, right? So how this came about, look, let me tell you how this came about, right? Um, <laughs> y'all know I'm a day trader, investor, whatever the case may be. So after every trade, um, every investment, every move that I make, I do what's called post-trade analysis, right? So... I break down, okay, what went right, what went wrong, you know what I'm saying? Like what I needed to do better, what I needed to tighten up, other things that, you know, have factors that play into it, right? So I was having a conversation with one of my homies and shit. And I was like, yo, um, they were telling me about, you know what I'm saying, um, a breakup that they had and how, you know, all they did was rattle off the bad shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? The shit that didn't that didn't go right. Of course, you know, typically what we mostly do when we, you know what I'm saying, when it comes to relationships and whatnot. So I was like, I was looking like, um, hey folks, so what went right? You know what I'm saying? That's a, something, another tangent, but that's a question I always ask people when they come with me with uh, issues and shit. I'm like, so what's right? You feel me? Like, I never, I, 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 I don't say I never, but I try to get out of the habit of when somebody comes to me and then they say, I'm not feeling good. I'm like, yo, what's right? Rather than saying what's wrong, because I don't want you to reiterate your problem. You feel what I'm saying? I want you to see where your solution is. So anyway, so I was like, so what went right? Motherfucker was like, I don't know. I said, really sit and think about what went right. Right. And so when the motherfucker said, I don't know. So I was like, bro, <laughs> I was like, yo, you need to post trade analysis for your relationship. And then I thought about it. I was like, damn. How many times, how many of us, like when we actually get, go through a breakup, like when we go through something that's, that's a lot harder for us in life than we care to give a credence, do we actually have that post-relationship analysis where we break down the good, we break down the bad, we see the things that, um, that ultimately, that ultimately can't manifest it out of the relationship. You feel what I'm saying? And that's something that I don't think we often take into consideration too much because uh for whatever the case may be we we look at it from a perspective of um i don't know it's just it's it's me it happened to me like this is a problem something happened to me something went wrong um you know shit like that so it's like at what point do we decide okay let me look at the full gamut of everything that happened in this relationship Right. Was this relationship good? Was this relationship bad? Did I learn from this? You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes we get so wrapped up in the bad relationships and the fucked up relationships, you know, with the fuck boys and the bum bitches and shit that we don't take the time to even analyze the good ones. You feel me? So as long as we dwell on the bad ones, what's going to happen is that's all we're going to be calibrated towards because that's what we're telling universe, Allah, God, Jehovah, Krishna, Buddha, Jesus, whatever it is that we acknowledge we're telling that that this is what we're looking for you feel me this is what we're looking for and because it's like the universe it doesn't respond to what you want it responds to what you speak about the most contrary to popular belief so when i consider that it's like yo if you do a post-trade analysis on your relationship then you'll get you'll probably see where you went wrong where that person went wrong how y'all was even able to be in the same space together in the first place and the dynamics of you know, everything else that went into it. You did what I'm saying? Everything else that went into it. So with that, evolved this episode. You feel me? Post-relationship analysis. And I realized that the quicker we do it, the more we 
Well, now I'm going to say quicker. The more we analyze it, the better it is for us in the future to get relationships. And I'm just basing this off of the fact I could be wrong. I could be reaching. Don't get me wrong. You feel what I'm saying? But I'm basing this solely on the fact that when I do post-trade analysis and I know where I went wrong, where I went right, and things like that, I carry those things into the next trade. If I don't know where I went wrong in that previous trade, I'm liable to do it again. If I don't know what I got right, I'm liable to um, like blur the lines and shit. But when I know it, it, it solidifies the foundation as to what I need to do going forward in the future to have a better one. You feel what I'm saying? To have a better experience of what it is I'm doing. And as I did pre, uh, post-trade analysis... And I went through these different things. I was like, yo, I got better and better and better and better to the point where I was able to look at something and say, okay, that's not going to be a good one. And I would be right based off of the fact that I have documented what it looked like to not be right. So I'm like, why don't we do that as people for our relationships? Like when a relationship goes sour, when it goes wrong, why don't we take the time to evaluate the full dynamic of the relationship? Not just the bad, not just... Oh, you hurt me. You did me wrong. Oh, man, she played me, bro. She left me hanging, man, blah, 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 blah. She did. We don't, we just look at the negative. We don't look at what's positive, right? So that's what this episode is going to be about. Before we hop into it, as always, be sure to follow me on Instagram at The Just Seen Podcast. Be sure to check out my website at IamJustSeen.com to get all things that are just seen. Uh, to all who tip, donate, and sponsor to the podcast, you are greatly appreciated. Thank you so much. To all who would like to tip, donate, and sponsor to the podcast, you can do so by clicking the description of your podcast. Not the episode, but the podcast itself. And that's that for this, and that's this for that. So we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to dive into breakups, post-relationship analysis. Oh yeah, and don't forget to visit IamJustSeen.com. There you can get all things Just Seen. You want to add the So For Us series to your library? Visit IamJustSeen.com. You want to learn how to master the market for serious trading and investing? Visit IamJustSeen.com. You want to get your hands on some exclusive merch like tees, hoodies, coffee mugs, hats, bags? Visit IamJustSeen.com. Are you thinking about transitioning into the plant-based lifestyle? Visit IamJustSeen.com. You ever want to just chat with Seen about anything from simple advice to mentorship? Visit IamJustSeen.com. <laughs> anything and everything that is me, you can find at IamJustSeen.com. So just take a quick peek into my world and see why being just seen is nothing less but always more. Because you never really know what you need until you see it. You will never see it unless you visit IamJustSeen.com. All right, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. And without further ado, let's dive straight into breakups, post-relationship analysis. Um, I feel like, personally, like I feel like every relationship, every circumstance needs it. You feel what I'm saying? Whether it's divorce, whether it's a regular relationship, friendships, familial structures, like all of that, you need that post-relationship analysis because it helps you. I don't know, I, I feel like it'll help, it helps lead to forgiveness. And this is not something that, you feel me? I'm just speculating on. I know it seems like, oh, you just talked about this. So how you already do it? You feel me? I had never put a name to it. You feel what I'm saying? This is something that I always done um, as far as relationships being over. It's like, yo, like I ran through the gamut of, yo, we need to, I need to figure out what happened. You feel what I'm saying? Because I remember, I remember I was like um, 21. It was after my first heartbreak. So I'm talking to Shorty and shit. And, you know, a new shorty and shit, you feel me? And I'm like, 
um, yeah, man, because you know how, you know, we do when we in our lower state, you feel me, blame everybody else but ourselves. And Shorty was like, yo, uh, so I was like, yo, you know, Shorty played me, she did me dirty, you know what I'm saying? She was doing all this other crazy stuff and it was like, well, what was your contribution to the relationship? Oh, I was good. It was never anything wrong with me. It was never any, now in this particular relationship, right? <laughs> I'm gonna keep it hundo with you. In, in this particular relationship, I didn't do anything wrong. Like this is one of the first ones you feel me? Well, it's really the well, all my relationships were pretty good. I, I I never did anything wrong except when I was 15 and I cheated, but I was 15. Like, you know, I wasn't it didn't count, I think. But you feel me? Um, it was more so in that dynamic, you know, when she asked me, like, yo, so what about your contribution to the relationship? And then I thought about it, I was like, you know, I poured into this person. I thought about all the good stuff I did. Then I thought about some of the dumb shit I did. You know what I'm saying? Like the time I lied about hugging a girl. And then, you feel me? Um, and then the time I didn't want to meet her parents. Now, all of that shit was valid because it was like she got mad because I didn't want to meet her parents when we was only together for like a month and a half. I said, like, I don't want to meet the motherfuckers. I'm not ready. You can't get mad at me for that. You feel what I'm saying? She went to Facebook and went ham on me. You feel me? So my, and it was like, yo, you done pissed her off. I don't care. I'm not about to compromise myself and, and put myself in an awkward situation and put myself in something that I'm not ready for yet. The fuck? Like, you want me to meet your parents right now? Because you already envisioned a life uh, for whatever. You know what I'm saying? Because whatever it was. But, you know what I'm saying? It played itself out that way. But the reason why I'm going back into that entire this in the post-relationship analysis because in finding my contribution and having Shorty ask me that question, like, what was your contribution? It opened up my mind to a bigger dynamic over the years as I was breaking down and healing from that relationship because I was like, damn, what did I contribute? You know, and a lot of times people get into situations where they say things like, oh, I loved hard. I was a big person. He took me for granted. She took me for granted, blah, blah, blah. Did you let him? That's a question you got to ask yourself. Did you let them? Because your post relationship analysis is going to, it's supposed to reveal your part. And I'm tying this back into trading real quick. But when I started doing post trade analysis, when I learned how to do it, I was taught that you have to do it unbiased. You can't just do it and, and graze over it and be like, okay, I messed this trade up, blah, blah, blah. I look forward to the next one. Nah, it's like break down everything you did in that trade, right? So when I looked at the relationship and shit, it's like as I was healing from it and going through it, again, I had already done this in the past. I just never put a name to it. The name to it is now. But, you know, in the past, it was like when I was looking over what happened, I was like, damn, what happened? Like one of the key pink, one of the key pieces, key pieces, key pieces that really showed me something within the post relationship analysis was my connection to my father. So the father issue that I had was one of the reasons why I ended up getting hurt in that first place. You feel what I'm saying? And I know it's like, well, damn, she did you wrong. And I know that night, nah, she wasn't supposed to do me wrong. You feel me? She wasn't supposed to do me wrong. When I broke it down, I was like, yo, I was supposed to be at like, we were together for two years and a couple months, like two years and three months or some shit like that. But in that time, we had broke up like three times. The first breakup, we broke up. It was it was clear. It was smooth. It wasn't, I hate you. You feel me? You ain't shit. I want to, you know what I'm saying? Have my homies come and run. You know, it wasn't any of that. It was, okay, we've reached a point. You feel me? And for me, during that first breakup, what happened was she was like, um, I think I was working or something. 
And she was like, you don't have time for me. You don't this, that, and the third. You don't this, that, and the third. I feel like you just pushed me to the, I got to work. I got to still go to class. I still got it. And you're not on campus with me. So of course I can't stay on the phone with you all the time. Well, I know it's, all right, cool, whatever. So I was like, look, I can't, she was like, I need you. I was like, look, I'm giving you everything I can, right? I can't give you anymore and still have anything left for me. So if this is how it has to be, let's end it. That was our first breakup. That should have been the only breakup. That should have been a breakup in which I was like, yo, it is what it is. But I'm going to tie this into how it affected, how it connected with my pops. Because um, in that relationship, it was like, you know, she came back. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I didn't, do, didn't mean this. I'll give you more space. I'll give you this. And there. Um, I'm learning that, I, you know, I took it back or whatever. So, okay, yeah, let's work on it. Let's fucking work on it, right? And here's how the post-relationship analysis broke down and let me see that it was something rooted with my father. Like, I viewed my father as a coward. I viewed my father as somebody who walked away. I viewed my father who as, uh, you know, a bitch. You feel me? Like, if you walk away from your responsibilities and your relationship or whatever the case may be, um, you, you a sucker for that. You feel what I'm saying? No matter what the circumstances are, you stay and you fight. That's what I had internalized. You feel what I'm saying? Because his absence, I didn't have anything to know. You feel me? And then I never had a chance to see to see his side. I never had a chance to talk to him. I still don't have his side. But I was able to still use that energy to figure out my take in that relationship that I was in. So I was like, all right, cool. I'll stay and I'll work it out. After that first breakup, we got back together. It got worse. It got worse, but I kept staying in it. I kept staying in. It. I was like, yo, because in my mind, my internalization is you're not supposed to walk away if you're a man. You're not supposed to walk away from that situation. If you're a man, you stay in it, you fight, you get to the end, whatever the case may be, no matter what is going on. This motherfucker was literally breaking me down. This motherfucker was breaking me down in my core. And I was like, men don't walk away. Men don't walk away. No, hear me well, broskies. There's a time and a place when you can walk away. And if it's not a viable situation, get the hell out of there. You feel me? I had to learn the hard way. But get the hell out of there or the universe is going to push you out. You feel what I'm saying? So- in that post-relationship analysis, I was breaking that down. I was like, damn, why didn't I get out? Because I had to sit with it. I was like, yo, I stayed in that situation because I didn't want to be viewed as less of a man. Because she she, she would run those those guilt trips on me. You know what I'm saying? Be a man about it. What kind of man just ain't going to do it? Oh, shit. Damn. Okay. You're right. You're right. I, you know what I'm saying? That was. I didn't know I was being manipulated. I didn't know that was some toxic shit. I didn't know none of that. Like, you feel me? Because this was like literally my first serious, serious relationship. Like, I had my relationships in high school and middle school and all that shit. But this was like the first serious one where I could say, you feel me? Like, I thought about marriage and kids and all of that other goofy shit. It ain't goofy, but with that person, it would have been goofy. But you feel me? I thought about all of those things. And as I as I developed and I broke down that relationship, I started to see, okay, my connection or disconnection from my pops is the reason why I stayed in that relationship beyond the time I was supposed to. You feel what I'm saying? There was a point when I could have walked away. And that point was the first time we broke up six months in. I was still healthy. She was still healthy, I think. And we could have just severed the ties and walked away and been good. But I was like, you know, it's like, all right, whatever. Second time that situation happened, a situation like that happened was when... We got into a heated argument over some socks. Let me tell you how I got over to some socks, right? Look, 
she was in my dorm room and she was sitting on my bed. I was at my computer desk or whatever, typing something up. She took her socks off and threw them at me. So, and you know, I had a little small trash can. I didn't even had the regular joint. I had a little small trash can, you know, little bags. So I had my, my empty water cases sitting on top of the trash can. On top of it. Whatever compelled this motherfucker to be this way at this particular time, I don't know. I know it was just the inner core of who she was, but whatever compelled her in this moment, I don't know where it was. So she threw the socks at me, hit me in the head, and started laughing. So I'm laughing back. I'm thinking we joking. I'm thinking it's a game we playing. So I took the socks and I was about to throw them back. And then I put them on the water case that was sitting on top of the trash can. Switch went off. She said, get my socks out of the trash can. I'm thinking we still playing. So I said, nope. And she was like, you going to get my socks out of the trash can. I looked and said, they're on the water case. They're not even in the trash can. So she's like, get my socks out of the trash can. I said, no. <laughs> what the fuck wrong with you, yo? <laughs> so she gets off the bed and she comes over and tries to muscle me to get the socks. So I'm laughing at this point, right? Because like I said, I'm thinking we're playing until it starts to get a little rough. Like she really start trying to yoke me up and shit. And I'm feeling like, hold up. You ain't you ain't playing no more. This is you you getting serious over some socks. So at that point, I was like, all right, I'm still playing it off. I said, you know what? Fuck your socks. You get them. And that's how that's how I played it, right? So she started getting a little bit more aggressive. Now, my brothers, this is one of the reasons. This is one of the situations that gets fucked up in the game. You feel what I'm saying? You got to get out before this shit happens. Fucking abuse starts verbally emotionally and shit like that she had already been doing that shit you feel me she had already been doing that shit but at this point was the first it was the last time it ever got physical but it's the first time it got physical no i didn't hit her i didn't beat her up i wanted to i wanted to because i'm gonna tell the story of how it got to that point so as i'm like, I'm like yo just get out my room you feel me just 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 get out my room go home do whatever you do because she lived off campus or whatever i said look just be out i ain't going nowhere i ain't going nowhere so i was like all right you, you, you frustrating me right now. So I'm going to leave like a dumbass. So I left to go, you know, blow off some steam, right? I come back. No, when I left, I locked my room door, took my key, and I was like, yo, be gone when I get back. She said, no, watch me still be here. I said, all right, whatever. Didn't take my phone. Didn't take my phone. I go blow off some steam. I come back. Motherfucker still sitting in the shit. Still sitting in my room, Right? Motherfucker threw my, like, she hid my phone. I said, this motherfucker done hit my phone. I said, yo, where's my phone at? Find it. All right, man. Yo, just get the fuck out. Like, for real, because now you now you frustrate me. So I had to, I grabbed her. So I, because I locked my door and I had my key on me. So I grabbed her. I had to throw her out of the room. Like, I had to carry her out of the room, pick her up, carry her out of the room. And then that's how I had to get her out of my room. Lock the door first. Then carry her out. That's some toxic shit I should not have had to do. You feel what I'm saying? So I'm getting her out of my room. The doors, you know, closed and everything like that. So um, we in the little suite area, in the common area of the suite. And she start slapping me. And I'm like, hey, yo, chill out, yo. Like, what are you doing? Like, calm down. You know what I'm saying? She's talking about, and she tells me, these are her words, and I'll never forget them. She says, if you feel like hitting me, then hit me. I said, you trying to send me to jail. You trying to set me up. I see what it is that you're doing. So again, she's still roughhousing. She's still slapping me and shit like that. So I pick her up 
and then I slammed her on the, uh, not hard or anything like that. Fuck it. A slam is a slam because y'all going to take it how y'all going to take it anyway. So I slammed her on the couch like, yo, calm down. She caught back and she kicked me in my chest. When I say she she mule kicked the fuck out of me, yo, that shit hurt. Like, you feel what I'm saying? But luckily I had, you know, I've been in the gym and shit. So my chest was built for the kick. Like when she kicked me, so it ain't knocked the wind out of me, no shit like that. But the motherfucker hurt. And when she did that, when she kicked me, that's when I knew I had to get out of that relationship because I wanted to beat the fuck out of her so bad. And I was like, I said, you know what? I need you to get the fuck out because you're trying to provoke me to do something that I do not do, that I will not do, and I'm not going to do. Right. So I left again because, you know, she stayed in a little common area and shit. And I left and I said, if I don't get out of here, I'm going I'm to knock this motherfucker out. And it's not because I wanted to. It's like, yo, she was literally trying to make me do it. She was slapping me. She kicked me and she was doing crazy shit. And I was like, I, I, I said, if I stay here, it's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be pretty. So I leave. She finally leave or whatever the case may be. Um, and like I said, when I knew this shit started getting crazy, like she left her car door unlocked and she was a teacher or whatever the case may be. And it happened to be raining that night. I'm petty. I don't give a fuck. So I go to her car. She left her car unlocked. I took her her teaching bag with all her graded papers and all of that shit, and I set it outside of the car in the rain. To the kids that may have had they they test or whatever the case may be fucked up, my bad. My bad. Y'all was collateral damage in a war that y'all had nothing to do with. So when I finally, after I do that, I'm finally walking back to my room. I had to get on Facebook like, yo, somebody called my motherfucking phone. This goofy motherfucker done hid the shit, right? Everybody's laughing at it. And I'm like, yo, this shit's not funny. And it wasn't funny. It was very problematic. You feel what I'm saying? It was very problematic. It was toxic as fuck. You feel me? But I stayed in it because no matter what, a man doesn't walk away. I never knew that, bruh, it's a time when you can walk away as a man. Everybody was guilting me for wanting to leave her alone. They were like, nah, man, you know, relationships are hard. Relationships shouldn't be that hard. Relationships shouldn't be that difficult. They shouldn't be disrespectful like that. We should not get to a point where we are like that. So we had our talk. I said, look, last night, you feel me? You put your hands on me. And I said, I don't know what, I don't know what my face said or how I actually looked at the shit. Cause I mean, I'm on the inside looking out. But the way that I looked at her, she knew I was, I was free. I was like, look, last night, it won't happen again. I'm not, I'm not telling you that you shouldn't do this to me. I'm not telling you that. Like, I'm telling you, you will never do that to me again. You will never put your hands on me again. You will never, ever hit me again. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't, I, I was just, ain't, I don't care what you were. You will not hit me again. Do you hear me? She was like, yeah, she never put her hands on me again. She cheated, but she ain't never put her hands on me again. <laughs> you feel me? But you feel me? I'm saying that story because it's like in the post-relationship analysis of, say, that moment, when I peeled back the layers and everything, I was like, yo, I shouldn't have even been in that situation. If I, I was like, yo, if I would have actually stuck to the breakup, then I would have left that situation alone. Because one of these things is... We get this, like, you know, the happy wife, happy life complex and shit like that. A lot of times we hold that in as men. It's like, no matter what, I got to fix the problem. Some problems ain't yours to fix. You feel me? 
going deeper into the post-relationship analysis, I took on a lot of the burdens that she was bringing in from a previous relationship I knew nothing about. I was a rebound. You feel me? I was a rebound. You know what I mean? I was a rebound like a motherfucker. And I didn't know it. Because you feel me? Motherfuckers that's on a rebound, motherfuckers that's really trying to avoid their healing and just put band-aids on it, they don't come off like something's wrong with them. You feel me? You just be dealing with them and vibing and shit, and you be like, okay, I can fuck with this person. They hiding the shit that they really emotionally broken, damaged, and all of this other goofy shit, and you just fucking with them. So by the time I figured this shit out, we was already deep, like close to being in I'm like, ah. You know, but again, I don't know much about relationships at this point. For me, it was always like I was so I was so new to the serious relationship world because this was like my real first one where it was like beyond I like you, you like me. Let's go to the movies. Let's hang out. Let's stay on our best behavior. Now, we were actually talking about living together. We was talking about babies and, and marriage and shit like that. It was a deeper relationship before it was just uh, you're going to forget me when you go to high school. You're going to forget me when you go to college. Likely. Not likely. So let's go ahead and have fun. We gonna have it right now because it's going to be gone soon. You feel me? But that was how I responded. So I'm in there like, I don't know what I supposed to deal with, what I'm not supposed to deal with. So I'm like, okay, let me deal with this person. And so I was taking on the shit that wasn't mine. I was, you know, dealing with, I was dealing with a heart I didn't break. You feel me? And so in that post-relationship analysis, I learned how to spot a rebound. Like women be thinking like, I don't be knowing. Like they be like, oh, I'm over it. No, you ain't. Fuck no, you ain't getting me. You ain't getting seen, baby. I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. It ain't happening. Like they be like, you know, I always ask them about you. How long? I'm like, how long you been single? About three months now. Mm, okay. How long was the relationship? Three years. Uh-uh. No, no, never again. Mm-mm. Oh, you just ain't healed. You know, you ain't healed, motherfucker. You ain't about to guilt me into no shit like that. Like, no, I'm not the one to be playing with like that. You feel me? But had I, what, how would I have known how to spot a rebound if I had not experienced the rebound and was honest about it with myself? You feel what I'm saying? Like, I had to take that accountability. I knew she was hurt. I knew, like, because when she would talk about her ex and shit, like, but again, let me tie this back into some of the cultural shit that we taught as men, right? Your man ain't me. I'm the better man. I can take that pain away. That ain't my fucking pain. I ain't taking nothing away no more. You better come healed or don't come at all. I'm sorry. Like, I ain't, no, I'm not your healer. I'm not your doctor. I'm not none of that. You do that in your own separate time. I did not do that to you. You feel what I'm saying? But again, with no post-relationship analysis, I would not have known that. I would have still been awesome. Let me, let me repeat the insanity loop. You feel me? And now she's using my energy. She's using my care for her to elevate herself to the where, bam, you heal her. And then now you realize that y'all weren't supposed to be in a relationship anyway. You feel me? One of the things that I always talk about is like, um, <laughs> if you probably, I probably said it in one of the podcast episodes previously, but I know for a fact I posted it on my old social media, or whatever, but it's like healers and teachers are not supposed to fuck their patients and their students. On a spiritual level, like I know we think it, we know it's taboo for teacher fucking a student. Okay, yeah, that's wrong. Imagine how much wrong it is on a spiritual level. You are not supposed to fuck your students. You are not supposed to uh, fuck your patients or fuck with them. So here I am, universe just being how the universe does. Universe is going to give you your greatest, to, to bring you to your greatest strength, the universe is going to give you the very thing you're weak to. I was weak to women. 
I was weak to women. I can't, I can't deny that. I can't deny that in any way, shape, or form. You feel me? So it was whenever I would get the, the women that I, I was supposed to heal, supposed to help heal and all of that shit like that, they were very attractive. They were the women that I could see myself with, but I wasn't supposed to cross that line. I crossed the line several times though. <laughs> and it ended bad for me. You feel me? Because when it comes to your healing and stuff like that, and you're especially on that rebound, they can't see beyond what they're trying to see. So they think they, you know, they're infatuated. They really in love with you and all of that stuff. Nah, they in love with your medicine. They in love with your medicine. They in love with how you make them feel. You feel me? And that's why I developed this quote and shit and circulated social media for. I should have fucking watermarked my shit the day that I made it, but you feel me? It done repackaged so many times because motherfuckers still because they ain't creative for real. You feel me? They ain't real creatives. They duplicators, not originators. But anyway, the quote that I made was, and then you realize that they never loved you. They love that you love them. That's something that came out of post-relationship analysis. You feel what I'm saying? Because I was sitting there, I was like, she told me she loved me, but I, I, I was trying to kind of like, yo, if you really love somebody, how can you hurt them that bad? Because I was, in my mind, I'm like, I wasn't going to hurt her like that. I could have. I had, whoo, whoo, I had it thrown at me. I couldn't, and if I would have cheated on her, nobody would have been mad at me. You feel me? Like, yeah, niggas would have been like, yo, you cheated, that's foul. But it's like, yo, you don't fuck down, you fuck up. <laughs> it's like, yo, I could see, like, it's not like, you know what I'm saying? It was, it would have been whole leveled up upgrades to these women. And they were, they were peaceful. They had sanity. They like, I just being around her made me feel good. Being around her gave me anxiety, gave me depression. Oh shit. I didn't know anything about, you feel me? Cause when I grew up, I didn't know, you know, as men, we not, we not, you know, we're not conditioned to, to deal with our feelings. You feel what I'm saying? Anxiety depression what who has that what is that nah man i'm good i'm good i wasn't good she was bringing that shit out of me you know what i'm saying like she was bringing all of that out of me and what it was doing to me was it was showing me that you know seeds being planted like okay now you know what you're not supposed to be feeling what what things you know what i'm saying a relationship ain't supposed to have you feel me but again you programmed early on like relationships are supposed to be hard you got to go through some stuff and you got to make it through no more no more that is struggle love that is painful love that is not a love that i want to be a part of anymore that is not like and from that moment i realized i don't want to fall in love ever again i want to rise in the shit because the fall is to descend and i've seen what could happen when you descend maybe Maybe. What happens if I go the other way? What happens if I go up? Do things get better? But that started to program me into a different perspective. But I had to analyze that relationship thoroughly. You feel what I'm saying? And I had to look at it like, okay, what, like, why would she do that to me? And that was one of the first questions that I kept asking, like, you feel me? Over time, when I look at the things that she brought out of me, when I look at how she treated me, when I look at all of these different things, the first, what, what really led to my healing was like in the first half and I was like, yo, why would she do this to me? I can't figure out why. She, I even made justification. I'm like, this ain't her. This somebody else. She like, and because <laughs> I was religious at the time and I, I, I was very religious at the time. So we went to church 
me and her went to church or whatever the case may be because this is around the time she like let's practice celibacy because i feel like i'm sinning oh <laughs> you feel me so we go to church and there's this lady you feel me so i told this story before in a different context where this lady tried to you know give me a hug and shit and i stiff armed her in the chest like nah don't touch me don't hug me i don't you know what i'm saying because i was always attuned to energy but this particular lady you feel me the same like that's the church that we went to and that was where that experience happened where i pushed in and shit like yo back up <laughs> my bad like you know you know what i'm saying so she's in the back and i'm people be sleeping on me even then people were sleeping on how deep i knew the bible how deep i knew the religion because you feel me they thought because i just stayed quiet about it. i feel like i was always taught that you know you know my mama she she was big on it she said don't tell people who you are let them find out you know so we in the jump and they take her in the back or whatever. She's, you know, she's one of those people who do all kind of mayhem during the week. <laughs> but then when you go to church, you want to break down and cry. Okay, whatever. So you feel me? They have altar call or whatever. The whole church, I'm not feeling the vibes. I'm not feeling the vibes. It's like motherfuckers preaching, people are clapping and shit. I'm like, ain't no energy here. I'm like, y'all ain't even got the people feeling good. Whatever. But in that dynamic, they take her to the back to pray or whatever. She's like, oh, I need to be prayed for. I need to get my life back on track, blah, 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 blah. So they called her to the back. She's breaking down crying or whatever the case may be. And I, I'm telling you, yo, they had to put something on her, bro. I don't care what nobody say. I feel personally like they put something on her. So they called me to the back. So one of the ladies, she looked at me. She was like, come here, come here. I was like, the fuck going on? Like, what y'all doing to my woman, bro? Like, what's going on? So I get back there. She's like, listen. I said, for what? She said, um, she's speaking in tongues. I looked and said, no, she's not. <laughs> and lady said, yes, she is speaking in tongues. I said, well, what's she saying? She was like, no, no. When you speak in the tongues, that is your own individual language. The guy said, no, no, no. The Bible says that when you are speaking in tongues, there needs to be an interpreter there. Somebody should be able to translate what is what is, what is happening within that union. Nah, the Bible. Yes, it do say that, motherfucker. Like, I don't know what you reading. And I don't know what you're studying, but it do say that when somebody's speaking in tongues and you are speaking in tongues out, out loud, there needs to be an interpreter there. Somebody should be able to interpret it. As I got older and understand the differences between religion being a mythology, ritual, and allegory, I understood that speaking in tongues was speaking actual, a different language. So if you're going to be in an inconvenience with somebody, you're speaking a different language, let's say I'm in, I speak English and somebody else speaks Spanish and another person comes to speak Spanish, there needs to be another person who can translate what that person said. Otherwise, it's deceptive, it's coded language. Like that's what that meant. That's what that verse meant from the allegorical perspective. The whole towel of Babel thing, all of that ties into that, right? But again, that's the allegory part. So it was saying that if somebody is speaking a different tongue, a different language, that means that they needs there needs to be somebody who can relate between the the uh, language barriers. So I'm like, and and what she was saying wasn't in tongues, bro. I was like, I know those words. <laughs> I was like. I know those words. I said, so what is she saying? Nobody. I said, no, I know what she's saying, bro. Like, and I don't know shit like, okay, I had tapped in spiritually to what she tapped into. No, she was speaking English, my guy. <laughs> she was really speaking English and these people were trying to play me. I was like, some ain't right. Some ain't right. So even her mama said it. Her mama was like, you were never the same after you went to that church. 
because after the church, that's when she cheated and that's when all of this other crazy shit happened. I was like, so I tie that into the main purpose of the story. So that's why I said I felt like they did something to her. So um, as we, uh, you know, as we broke up and everything like that, after she, she I said, this wasn't her. She wouldn't do that to me. She wouldn't do that to me. Like, nah, that's not her, man. She loved me, man. She said she loved me. She did that in the third. I was like, nah, she wouldn't do that to me. And she did that to me, bro. Like it was, it was in a post-relationship analysis that I was like, bruh, take away the, like, take away the mysticism, bro. Stop trying to put other shit and in, in be in denial that she wouldn't do that. Cause she did. You feel me? That's one of the biggest pieces that post-relationship analysis helps you get through the denial. You feel me? The denial of this didn't happen to me. <laughs> yes, it did. Why you think you in pain, motherfucker? This shit happened. <laughs> Don't be in denial to it. Get through the motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? But it gets hard to get through because it causes you to change. You're going to have to go through a different process. It's going to lead you into a different space. And another thing with that is the accountability piece is going to put on you. I saw her change. I saw the realities that she was doing. I saw that me and her were not working. Even my homies would say, because little 40 and the slips would happen. I'm like, I'd be seeing a bad chick in the cafe. I would be like, yo, if I ever get single again, I'm smashing her. And like my homies was like, yo, you started saying that a lot, bro. Like a lot. And it was like, okay. And then when I looked at some of the women that I could have like upgraded to, it was like, dog. Dog. I should have cheated. Like, I get now. You feel me? <laughs> As I'm older now, I get Keisha Cole. I ain't even mad at you, Keisha. I used to think that was a stupid ass song. I used to be like, man, what the fuck you mean? You should have cheated. Then cheat, motherfucker. Like, what the hell? Like, I don't what you what you what you want. Like, I get why she says I should have cheated. You feel me? Like, nigga, you wasn't even holding your torch. You wasn't even holding your weight in this relationship. You wasn't even doing what you're supposed to do. I was making this team. I was the alpha. I was the one. I was holding this together. And you cheated. No, it should have been me. <laughs> it should have been me that had the, the, the privilege to do that. You feel me? But it was post-relationship analysis that needed to happen to tie that. And like... In that relationship, one of the final pieces, and it's the last part of the story I'm going to tell before I get deep into the meat of what this podcast was going to be, because this is really what it's going to be. Um, what really changed my perspective and really put me into the light of, you know, because I can see things deeper. It's just, I don't know, universe gives me the gift. You feel me? I got the, you know, it's funny. My name, my name is Ray Seen, and Ray means light. You know, seen means to see. See the light, lights here. Ra also, you, I ain't gonna get into that. Y'all already know what it means. But <clears throat> so in that, I was able to see things deeper because when she told me who she cheated on me with, you know, when she told me the type of guy he was, he was everything I was before I got with her. And I don't mean in a sense of good quality or no shit like that. Like, nah, I wasn't shit. I wasn't shit when me and her got together. In the sense, like I was, I had a good human nature, but I mean, on the court, like I was a hood nigga. You feel what I'm saying? I was like, I was in that rough, rugged space. I had started to transform and change and mature as I got older through college. Like when me and her got together, I was a freshman. When we broke up, I was a junior going into my senior year. You dig what I'm saying? Like 
of course I was going to transform. Of course I was going to evolve. And what really put the icing on the cake was first, as she described the dude, I said, that's how I used to be. You cheated on me with a dude that was who I used to be. Okay. Okay. Still trying to wrap my mind around it. So one day we had our house, you know, cycling through the breakup and shit or whatever. Um, and I was like, I just got to know for me, like, why did you do it? Like, what happened? And she looked at me and said, deep down, I just wanted hood love. So one part of me was like, you never even been to the hood. This is the same motherfucker who almost got a shot at over $2. You feel what I'm saying? When a motherfucker shot in the air uh, because he was like, yo, let me get $2 and shit. And she was like, yo, just give him $2. No, man, we ain't a lick, bro. He about to rob us. Like, you don't know the streets. You don't know this game. Like, I know what he about to do. You feel me? Then you motherfucker want to be scared and don't want to leave the restaurant because you don't like, no, you shouldn't have been running your mouth. You feel me? You don't know how to maneuver in the streets. But she tells me, I just want a hood love. I said, damn, you're not even from the hood, though. Okay. But like I said, Tying this back to why I said see the light, I saw deeper into that. And this took post-relationship analysis. I changed who I was. I like this is not to say, okay, be that hood dude and you know what I'm saying, go back. Like I lost my essence. I can't deny where I come from. I can't deny that. But college, going into that cultural assimilation and shit, it started making me change that. You feel me? It started making me change that. Tying this back into Soul For Real conversations from last week uh, about integrity, about the part about pride and integrity, that fine line. Where is it? Because I was giving up my integrity to swallow my pride. Because what was happening to me was that it was a lot of the shit that I wouldn't let fly. I was. That shit was going to Mars. I wouldn't do that on a regular on a, on, a, on a good day. But then I started to see as I went higher and higher and higher up. My integrity kept being compromised more and more and more and more. I was swallowing my pride more and more and more and more and more. You feel me? That was post-relationship analysis. Like that taught me a grander scale about life and living, not just the relationship. Post-relationship analysis is going to get you deeper into you. You feel me? It's not necessarily just going to just going to say, okay, this relationship went bad. No, what about you? was affected in that relationship? What about you was tied to that relationship? What about you It needs to be changed to so you can prevent that relationship again? I keep hearing women keep saying, you know, why can't I get it right? I keep running in the fuck boys. It's you. Dudes keep talking about, yo, I keep getting hit like a lick, man. These chicks keep scamming me and doing all this shit. It's you. What is it about you that has made this relationship viable? You have to, that's what post-relationship analysis is too. It's going to show you that aspect as well. It's going to show you your contribution. I did all of that talking before when I was younger about, you know, oh, I was the good guy in a relationship. And I did hold that relationship together. I did keep it in, in, in intact. I did. But even bigger than that, on, I wasn't honest with myself. I wasn't true to myself. I didn't know who the fuck I was. All right. All right. Look, look, look. The markets are not a difficult place to understand, all right? You just have to know what you're looking at. And there's five things that you need to see before you can make any market entry. First, you need a pocket so you can know which direction the market is going. Second, you need a pullback so you can get the better price. Third, you need a battlefield so you can see when that market movement is slowing down. 
fourth, you need the upper hand so you can see when the market reactivates. And last, you need a final push so you can see the exact moment when it's time to go with the direction you are already moving in, okay? Of course, of course, there's so much more that has to go into that and it's not as cut and dry as that. But those are things that I teach in my Master Million the Market course. So if you would like to learn more, please visit IamJustSing.com and check out the Master Million the Market course today. Although it is directed and specialized for Forex, all of the skills I crafted them to be transferable to any market that you're looking at. So again, visit IamJustSing.com and check out the Mastering the Market course today if you are truly looking to master the market. You feel me? People are like, how do you end up in a situation like that where you get caught up in, in that? That's, you shouldn't have been with her. That's the point. It's one thing to say somebody shouldn't have been in a relationship. It's even one thing to say you shouldn't even been. Why should you have? Why were you not supposed to be fucking with that person? Blame it on them being narcissistic. Blame it on. And speaking of narcissistic, right? <clears throat> this is quick tangent. Some of us are the good narcissistic, and that's why we're in a relationship with a bad narcissist. And we don't see that we're the good narcissist. Let me run down the gamut of what a good narcissist is. Those people that say, I love hard. You feel what I'm saying? I give my all. I put myself. You and now it's the new thing. Oh, I'm an empath. You're not an empath. You're a self, you're selflessly, you're you're unhealthily selfless. That's what you are. That's not empath. You're unhealthy. I just give to people. I don't have boundaries. I don't have this, that, and the third. I just give freely. I love hard, and people just keep doing me dirty. That's why you run into the bad narcissist. Because you need to see that you are a good narcissist. You are the one who gets their, their rocks off of the fact that I am a good person. I take on people's problems. I do this, that, and the third. You're just a good narcissist. Because it inflates your ego. Narcissists, the bad narcissists, they inflate their ego off of how, you know, off of internal shit. You feel me? I feel this way so I can walk around with this kind of air, whatever the case may be. The good narcissist inflates their ego off of external shit. You feel me? I need to get me a me. No, you don't. Be you for you. You feel me? I've had, I've had, and this is no shot towards any of my homies who have said this to me. You feel me? But this is the reality of what it is. They have told me, you're my me for me. Oh, so you feel me? But the difference is between them, like, yo, when, when I don't feel like dealing with your shit, I won't. I don't take on nobody's shit. I was doing a session. With uh, with a uh, with a uh, client slash friend of mine, and she was really asking. She was like, "How do you do this without it affecting you?" <laughs> and I simply told her, "I said this ain't my shit." She was like, "What do you what do you like? What do you mean?" I said, "Your shit ain't my shit. I can do these chatting with scenes se sessions. You feel me? Months on end, days on end. People are like yo, we had a whole conversation for about three hours and." You're not drained. You're not tired. No. How? That's not my shit. <laughs> it's not mine. Post relationship analysis. I had taken on. I had taken on that woman's shit. Like her shit was my shit. Oh, we're together. So let me, let me, let me heal you. Let me be your healer, baby. I'll take all that pain away. You ain't gonna never have to worry about that man again. He ain't gonna love you. He ain't gonna hurt you. I ain't gonna hurt you. I promise. I promise. And I didn't hurt her, but I took on her shit. And when there was no more of her shit for me to take on, she didn't know what to do. We be thinking the relationship just went sour and the motherfucker, oh, he was wrong. Oh, she was wrong. No, you took on so much of their shit, they didn't have anything to hold anymore. They didn't have anything to deal with. And what's crazy about it, they didn't like the shit that they were holding. 
And when they gave it to you, they stopped liking you because you started holding their shit and you started to become what they were. You feel what I mean? Be careful with that shit. When you start taking on people's shit, you become that motherfucker. And they're giving their shit off to you. Here's mine. Here, take it, take it, take it. Thank you so much for taking it. And then you start acting like them. They don't even like themselves. So what the fuck you think is going to happen when you start acting like them? You feel me? That was a moment of silence because it was like, yo, bro, like, sis, like, really, what's up? How are we, how are we really going to, how, how are we really going to address this? Post-relationship analysis. You're going to have to go back and to see your contribution to the relationship. Don't see how this person in the relationship, like you guys related to relationship. Let's break it down etymologically. The root word for relation is relate. Ship is something that you travel on. We're traveling on something in which we relate. What do you relate on? Is it trauma? Is it euphoria? Is it sex? What is it? What is the thing that you're relating on? You feel what I'm saying? You know the phrase, how you get them is how you lose them. This real shit. That very relationship in which I got cheated on in the end, how we started in the beginning was her saying, I don't know if I really want to be with you or not, or if I just want to have sex with you. She told me those very words before we even got together, before we started talking. When we exchanged numbers, she said, I don't know if I just want to have sex with you or if I want to be with you. Right? Fast forward to when the cheating happened, we were practicing celibacy by her request. The relationship was about sex the whole time. <laughs> and as long as we were fucking, we were good. But when we stopped fucking shit went bad. Whose fault was that? Not my, Not hers. It was mine for not seeing it. She told me who she was. She told me what this shit was going to be about, what it was supposed to be about. She literally told me she was not clear on whether or not she wanted to be with me in a relationship or whether she just wanted to have sex with me. And what my ass do. Oh, well, you know, we'll see how things go. It's, I was like, all right, well, shit. If you don't know which one you're going to do, my, my perspective, I should have been on this type of time. If you don't know which one you're going to do, we're not going to do both. We're not going to do either, my bad. You feel what I'm saying? But I didn't do that. I didn't do that. I tried to convince her, you know, and show her like, oh, you're going to see it. Like, I was trying to show her that there are good men out there. I was trying to like, no, she didn't want to see it. I was trying to show her that motherfuckers ain't going to only see you for one sex or whatever the case may be. That's what her reality was already. I can't change that. I could not change that. You cannot change that. You need to understand that shit. When you look at the post-relationship analysis and break it down, how much of this shit was your contribution? Extending tolerance. Lacking boundaries. Were you a good narcissist who got damaged by a bad narcissist? And now it's the narcissist's fault. Everybody looks at narcissism as a bad fucking thing. It's not. It's not always a bad thing. It has everything in the world, everything in nature, everything in reality has a dual nature to it. There's a good and there's a bad. We don't, why don't we ever address this bad, this good narcissist? You feel what I'm saying? Because a good narcissist like to play the victim role. 
We don't want to talk about that shit. The good narcissist likes to play the victim role. I did this for this person. I did this for this person. And, you know, how you, how I be noticing when motherfuckers is the good narcissist, when they be like, all the good I do for people and nobody does anything back. And then they'll also say, you know, oh, I just be doing this out of the kindness of my heart. But you want something back, even if it's a thank you, even if it's appreciation. The purest form of giving is anonymous. That's the purest form of giving. But when you want it to be known, when is it going to be my turn? When is it going to, oh, you the good narcissist. You the good narcissist. And that's why it's not your motherfucking turn. Yep, that's why it's not your turn. Because you're not doing it to be good. You're doing it to be rewarded. You feel what I'm saying? So you got to go back and look at your relationships and see, see, run that post-relationship analysis on that shit and see your part. You feel me? See your part. When I looked at how that relationship broke me, I let it break me. It didn't just like it. It wasn't just the most deaf said it. I forgot. I think it's in mathematics. He said the reason why the straw breaks the camel's back is because it's on top of a million other straws. Like when we hear that phrase, like, yo, this is the straw that broke the camel's back. It ain't one straw, motherfucker. <laughs> How many straws are already on top of this camel's back? You feel me? How much, how much of the stuff that you allow to accumulate because you extended your tolerance? Now, this is not on the other side. I'm going to get back to my point. But it's not on the other side to say, walk on eggshells and be scary of everything. Oh, red flag, red flag. Like, some of these flags ain't red. Some of these flags ain't red. Your connection to that experience is the red flag. You feel me? Your connection to that experience, everybody doesn't have the same mentality. Therefore, everybody is not going to, that their action does not necessarily mean the same thing is going to happen. However, when the action keeps revolving, in addition to the mindset, you are attracted to that. You like that in your life. So now I'm going to tie it back to, 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 the, to the good narcissist and how women move, how women be like, you know, I was your lover and your secretary. <laughs> Why were you the secretary and not the co-business owner? Are you going to be responsible for that? I'm using metaphors, of course, but it's like, why were you? Oh, I helped you do this. I helped you, but why you ain't help yourself too in that situation? You feel what I'm saying? My brothers too. I had patience with her. I did this. I just seen this Kevin Samuel shit where Shorty was with this man for 10 years, had kids and everything, and she divorced him because now the man, you feel what I'm saying? He had, uh, he worked, you feel me? Paid all of the bills, everything that y'all bitching about, everything the women bitching about, he did for this woman. And she divorced him because she quote unquote wasn't happy. And then after she divorced him, she started struggling. And it's like, you know, <laughs> Kevin Samuels, he broke it down for her. Shorty was like, she said, um, he said, uh, he said, yo, you might not deserve a second chance. He said, I know a lot of women think that they deserve a second chance or love, whatever the case may be. He said, and some do. He said, but you did this to yourself. Real shit. She was like, oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> you did it to yourself, lady. You had a man 
who gave you, you who raised the kids, who was raising, who was in, this, in the life of the kids that you guys had together. You didn't have to work. You were staying, like you could stay home with the kids and do it, but you were unfulfilled. Whose fault was that? His? No, it was yours. And so now you divorced him. And now, oh, I got to struggle. I got to, you chose the struggle. You chose that shit. And now you want somebody to take that away from you. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. So now when we look at that post-relationship analysis, how is she going to break that shit now? Is she going to realize, damn, I fucked up. I chose this struggle. I didn't have to. I get it. Sister's like, well, we got to be, we don't know the dynamics. We don't know all of this shit. Blah, 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 blah. You know, what if he wasn't doing everything he was supposed to do? What if this didn't third? Blah, blah, blah. If anything, she wasn't doing what she was supposed to do. If he's working, he's taking like, you... Shout out to Uncle Bobby Womack. Always complaining about what I what she ain't got that her girlfriend's got. And she want me to go out and get it for her. But I can't be in two places at one time. Either you want me home. Either you want me in that space all up under you all of the time. Or you want me to secure the spot. Right? Now, this comes into the post-relationship analysis part. Because that's when you realize you are unsatisfied. You feel me? You are somebody who cannot be like, that is an internal problem. And that has nothing to do with anybody outside of yourself. But if you're going to be on a post-relationship analysis side, which is, it's them. I can't find a man that can't handle me. I can't find a man that can do X, Y, and Z. Why do you need that? Why can't you do it for yourself? And my brothers. Oh, y'all getting smoked too? I ain't giving, I ain't, psh, ain't no passes. You feel me? Ain't no passes. Y'all getting smoked too. Because when y'all be like, when y'all be on some, oh, well, I just got to have a woman that's going, you know, she got to be able to cook. She got to be able to clean. She got to be like, you set all these standards that you can't do for yourself. You feel what I'm saying? We be on some shit like, ah, this water's tasty. We be on some shit like, well, we be like, okay, I'm going to cheat. I'm going to do all of these different things because I'm not fulfilled. This, It's not the woman that's not doing a job. You feel me? It's not the woman that's not doing the job. It's your ass not having a fulfillment requirement. You are unfulfilled. You are unsatisfied because you're chasing something that you don't have on the inside. You feel me? And you don't even know what you don't have on the inside. Because as soon as a relationship is over, you hop right back into another one. I'm good, bro. I'm good. I, I just, you know, and what we try to do is fix that little itch. That one thing that was wrong, not realizing that it's an entire clock. If one gear stops working, they all stop working. You can't just change one gear. You feel what I mean? But, you know, we don't be trying to hear that shit. We want to say, oh, it was this one wrong piece. This is all that. This is all that. I, like, so I'm going to tie it back into actual trading again. So it was like in learning how to trade before doing post trade analysis, if I got one thing wrong, I would be like, okay. I just got to change this one thing. And that one thing I changed could still fuck up the rest of the shit because everything was a system. Your relationship, everything was a system. You and them and everything y'all bring together was a system. One of y'all brought the shit out of the other. You guys catalyze each other. It is a relationship. It is how you travel according to how you relate. It doesn't just get bad. It was already bad. You guys just painted it well. You feel what I'm saying? It started off bad. The little subtle shots and shit, the chuckles and <laughs> the little subtle shit that they do. You feel me? I should have known, like, I had to, like, I never went to the club with my woman. 
because I was like, man, why the fuck am I going to the club with you? So you can get jealous and you might have to fight a motherfucker. Like, you feel me? No, I'm going to be good. When we, go. She told me these words. Funniest shit she said. <laughs> but she shouldn't have said the shit. <laughs> if you're going to mean what you say, then say what you mean. And vice versa, goddamn. You feel me? So she says, oh, we single when we go to the club. Say no more. Say no more. I watch this motherfucker. Whenever I would, you know, she would go to the club, whatever, by, with her homegirls and shit. I watch her not come back to campus or whatever the case till like three, four o'clock in the morning, right? We go to the club together one time. She's ready to leave at 12. We got in there at 11. You feel me? She's ready to leave by 12, one o'clock. My feet hurt. I'm not ready to go because I was on all kind of ass. Like, I mean, like, bam. I mean, and she's watching like, that's not how this was supposed to go. You said we single when we in this motherfucker. <laughs> Baby, you better mean what you say and say what you mean. Shoot, you don't tell me that. You don't tell me that. And I was already deflecting and blocking and you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, no, nah, I got a girl. Oh, no, nah, I got a girl. And they sing me in the club and I'm single tonight. Shit. <laughs> But bring it back to post-relationship analysis. Those are some of the things in a relationship in a relationship dynamic that you know you can't agree to it and then get mad at it. You feel me? You you can't do that. You can't do that shit. You feel me? You agree to it, then you get upset with it. How? This is your doing. You asked for this, right? So I'm saying that because relationships, you know, it's co-collaboration. You feel me? These dynamics have to work together. These are two things that you guys have to do together. What do you bring out of each other? You feel me? And some of y'all need to do, uh, 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 I ain't going to say y'all. Some of us, we need to do a check-in. You got pre-analysis. You got post-analysis. But you need to do analysis in between. You feel me? Some of the analysis I was supposed to be doing between was like, okay, when we had that first breakup or when little sour shit happened, you feel me? Like, Little things would, 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 I'm like, yo, I should, I should not be with you right now, but I'm still with you. Why? Because I'm on the premise of, yo, men got to fight. Men got to stay in a relationship. You can't just walk away. And it was honestly, honestly, it would have been little shit. It was little shit that I would have been walking away from it in the, waking away from it in, from in the beginning. Little shit gets big. You give an inch, you take a mile. And a lot of motherfuckers. Because we experience so many inches, we don't realize how many miles pass by until the motherfucking mile hits. It's like, you did what? Oh, my God. And now I'm mad. Why? You weren't mad at the inch because the inch was small. You were mad at the mile because it hit you too fast. Like, nah, we've been we, we go through that shit a lot. But you got to do your internal checks and say, OK, this ain't sometimes it ain't even it ain't even, you know, working. Through the relationship, it's extending your motherfucking tolerance. You feel me? I keep talking, I keep running into women who will be on some shit like, you know, I, you know, tying it back to how long you been single. Oh, I've been single about four months. How long you been you been in a relationship? About 12 years. I ain't fucking with you, man. Get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> no, I was done in that relationship about. You know, it was it. We were done about three years in. We was done about three years. We just stayed in the motion. Well, why the fuck didn't you leave? Why didn't you leave? Because now I got to look at that post 
a relationship analysis point because it's like, what made you stay? Oh, it was the sake of the kids or whatever the case may be. I get it. Y'all can run that bullshit all day long. But when no kids are involved, what was it? What was it? The hope that it was going to get better? You say you were checked out for three years and you stayed in that motherfucker? No. No. What made you stay? What made you stay? Because you got to address that shit. Because there, at somewhere, somewhere within you, there is something in you that is that would cause you, not even on just in a relationship perspective, stay in a situation you're not supposed to be in long. How would that affect us? How would that affect us? You feel me? I'm going to tie this back into trading and investing. Like a motherfucker who buys on the dips and the dip is going the wrong motherfucking way and they're willing, they're not willing to take their loss and get out. So now I have to look at, I look at it from that perspective in a relationship. If you say, I'm going to stay in this relationship, I was done three years ago. We was, we had a five-year relationship. I was done at three. And then I finally, what made you finally, you didn't want to lose. Oh, so now you have an ego issue. The good narcissist. Now you have an ego issue in which you don't want to look like you lost. You don't want to look like you lost. That's problematic because at that point, you'll do anything to look like you win. And then when I tell people, yo, why do people, they be like, yo, why do people cheat? Because they feel like they ain't winning. Why does anybody cheat at anything? When you're losing, you're going to cheat. I don't get it. It's like, it's not difficult. You feel me? I'm like, yo, why men cheat? Why do women cheat? And then motherfuckers that been cheating on. I used to say the shit myself too. We would say shit like, you know, motherfuckers going to cheat because motherfuckers going to cheat. No, motherfuckers cheat because they're losing. That's a hard reality to put. Why do you think infidelity is even called cheating in the first place? Words are powerful. Words are used a certain way for a certain reason. So why do you think cheating is what is associated with infidelity? Because you're not winning. You losing. And you know you losing, so you going to cheat. It takes it to a whole different level when you look at it from that perspective. When you cheat on somebody you know that you're not winning with them. When somebody cheats on you, they're, they, you ex, you're internalizing, yo, I'm, they're not winning with me. You feel what I'm saying? And you can't get mad. I used to get so mad at being cheated on. Then I realized, yo, damn. I had, I had, like, that was one of the realities. Yo, she wasn't winning with me. She didn't feel like she was winning with me. Now, on paper, because it was like, yo, I helped you. I helped her graduate a year and a half early when she was about to, you know, lose her scholarship, get, you know, full scholarship, get flunked out of school. I helped her graduate. I helped her heal emotionally. I helped her, and like, and she cheated. So I was like, damn, how can you still internalize that she wasn't winning with you? Because who she cheated with was the hood nigga, was who I used to be. I wasn't supposed to be doing any of that shit for her. She didn't want to grow. So it's a it's a crazy conundrum and it's a mind fuck, but. She didn't want to grow as a person. She wanted to stay wallowing in the, in the space that she was in. So because she wanted to stay wallowing in that space that she was in, to grow was like she was losing. Because she can, never, she can no longer fall back on her depression. She can no longer fall back on her anxiety. She can no longer fall back and blame herself on her failures or anything when she started to achieve shit. That's losing. That was losing in her eyes. Here I am. I'm the man who was pushing her. Okay, yeah, you can do anything you want to do and showing her like go above and beyond. But this guy was just satisfied with the fact that she was a college graduate because he dropped out. So it's like, I don't have to win anymore with him. 
my win. Like, but it's like she was losing with me because of what standards I had set. This is the same person. I was like, yeah, we were talking about she's like, I ain't really gonna start. I just didn't want you to show me up. So you really had no intention of being great. Okay. But then when I looked at that person, it's like, so then when I look back when she's like, yo, I just wanted hood love. Yo, you think everybody in the hood just doesn't want to do anything with their life? You really believe that? Okay. So in her cheating, she was losing with me. And she felt that this is how she was going to win. Ultimately, she lost. But she won for herself. Cheaters win. Like that's they be like, yo, you they, you be we be thinking like yo, cheaters never win, winners never cheat, blah, 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 blah. That's that's a cool sentiment. That's a cool sentiment. But that cheater won in that moment. Fuck the bullshit. That cheater won in that moment. Cheaters really win when your goofy ass stay there. Trying to justify and validate why the fuck you still with them. That's not that person. I know they made a mistake. You don't mistakenly fall in some pussy, bro. Like, you don't mistakenly fall on a dick. It just doesn't happen. There's levels to the shit. There's arousal to the shit. There's certain spaces. You don't, it doesn't just happen. You feel me? So when people are cheating, you have to look at that shit too. Put that shit in your post-relationship analysis. Why did I get cheated on? I know why I got cheated on. It's clear. Because I looked at the person that I, I didn't I didn't try to get, oh, he ain't got nothing on me. He ain't this, that, and the third. He was who I used to be. Who I used to be gave her a position to where she felt like she was good. She comes from an affluent two-family home. I came from the hood. And she knew that. But she didn't know that I came from the hood to get out of the motherfucker. Not only did I just live, I, I lived in the hood. I wasn't from the hood. Like what I mean, my mentality, my mentality was never to stay there. It was to maneuver through and shit, learn it, learn what I was supposed to learn and survive and shit, but it was never to stay there. And she didn't, couldn't dis decipher between the two because she never experienced the shit. You feel me? Never experienced the shit. So in that analysis of breaking that shit down, I had to realize that you have to see what it is that led to that person doing whatever they did to you. She cheated on me because she wasn't winning. I get it. All of, all of her friends called her stupid. You know, everybody, yo, you were such a good man too. Or why she do you? Like she was losing, bro. She felt like she was losing. I can't, I can't like, I had to reach that point where I had to understand that. Yo, she felt like she was losing. Cause then when I looked back to the time when I cheated, I was 15 years old, I was losing. And I wasn't losing in a sense of, of like she wasn't shit or anything like that. We went to different high schools. We only seen each other every other weekend at the movies. And I was sexually active at 15. <laughs> I was losing. <laughs> I was losing, so I cheated to try to win. <laughs> you feel me? Because it's just, all right, bam. I get my little fix. We can still be together. Everybody wins, apparently. But nah, I was losing. I know it's, I'm saying it so nonchalantly because like, oh, cheating is not supposed to be it. It is. To the core, to the principle, it is what it is. Yeah, there's a lot of pain and a lot of damage that comes to it. But break down your, if you ever been cheated on, if you ever cheated, sit in that moment and look at it. Oh, damn, I was losing. Figure out why you was losing.
Because now what that opens up for is when now when you go to another relationship, you know, I know what's going to make me cheat. I know what it's going to be like to feel like losing. So one of two things can happen. I can leave or I can stay there. People are like, if you feel the need to cheat, just leave. It's not that simple. I know this is going to sound contradictory to the point of you don't just fall in some pussy. Like, you don't like, no, you, you want to win with this person. That's why you with them. You want to win with them. You feel me? But you're just not winning. <laughs> and that's the sad part about it. You feel me? You know that you're not winning. So you're like, all right, let me dabble in a little bit, cheat a little bit. You feel me? And cheating ain't always just about sex. It's about the look. Like, all y'all broads, I'm going to say broads just because I'm being dramatic, but all y'all ladies who have that work cubby, you're cheaters. You're cheaters. You're not lo- You're not winning with your husband. Like, when, when, when uh, fucking... Uh, when Rona hit and like divorce rates went up, nobody really talked about that shit, but divorce rates went up because motherfuckers finally realized that outside of the work, the fact that we can go to our own jobs and we can do our own things, like, I can't win with you. I can't win with you. You feel me? It was one thing when women didn't have anything to win, have anything to lose. Dudes would get married to women because, you know what I'm saying? Oh, she ain't got shit. She did that and a third. I could control. I could do blah, 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 blah. Now women got options. They got choices. They can make them. So it's like, yo, why is the divorce rate so high with women? Because, nigga, <laughs> they're losing. Like, when you realize it, when you start, I don't care, bro. Like, I'm looking at it from this perspective. I don't look. You can hate me if you want to. I don't care. This is how I'm going to look at it from a relationship standpoint. If we are in a relationship and I feel like I'm not winning, I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave. I, I, I've reached a point now where I don't, I'm not about to, you know, damage you and like, but no, if I'm not winning, I have no reason to be with you. Like, I don't, like, if my goal in a relationship was to win, relationship goals, you want to have matching red bottoms and all of this shit? No, that, that, that's bullshit to me. My shit is to win, it's to have set up generational wealth, set up different things for my kids, grandkids. Like, if you ain't on that shit, I'm losing. What's going to happen? You feel me? I've been transcended above carnal shit. I've been left all of that shit alone. So my mindset is different. So if you get cheated on by me, understand it is a fuck up. Not a fuck down. I fuck up. But before I fuck up, I'm going to leave you alone. I'm going to leave you alone because I'm not winning. I'm not even going to waste my time and play with that shit and let you catch up to the win. Like, like no. You feel me? This came to me. Another post-relationship analysis. I was dealing with this woman who... um. I, and I told her this. I told her straight to her face. I was like, you know, and I try to be nice with it, but I was like, we're in two different leagues. Like, I get it. I, I, I thought because you were older than me that maybe, you know what I mean? But we're not even in the same mental league, like to be, to have the same mindset to be fucking with each other. I said, you know, it's like a, a, a race. You feel me? Yeah, we're at, we're at the same position of the track, but we haven't gone the same distance. Our displacement is the same, but our distance is totally different. I'm 20 laps in, you three laps in, and you, and she tells me, well, why don't you just slow down for me to catch up? What? You got me all the way fucked up. Because if I do that, I'm going to cheat. If I got to slow down for you to catch up, I'm going to cheat. I'm going to keep it 100 with you because I'm losing. I am losing in that situation. But it's how am I going to cheat? Am I going to spend more time and get more quality time from a woman who is where I'm at? And then it's just a matter of time before I walk away from you. Oh, he did me so dirty. I I was his lover and his secretary and blah, blah, blah. But was he winning? 
bruh, man, shorty was just like this, and man, she didn't she, she go fuck with this old other ass nigga and shit, blah, blah, blah. Was she winning with you? Cheaters ain't winning. Like, that, like, that's why you cheat. You've seen blood sport. When the motherfucker was getting his ass whooped by Jean-Claude Van Damme, he threw dust in his eyes. He cheated. He said, I'm going to win. You feel me? When Caucasians couldn't keep up in sports anymore, they took steroids. They cheated. They could not win. When you realize you're not winning, you're going to do something to win. It's that simple. Cheating is not like a, 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 a mystical thing. It's not like, oh, you have a fucked up character and blah, blah, blah. Nah, I'm losing. When you can start to peel back the layers and just get to the core of the shit, this motherfucker losing. When you cheat, you feel like you're losing. Now, it's on me during my post-relationship analysis to figure out why. I'm not about to get mad at you. Now, this is not to say internalize, oh, they cheated on me because I ain't shit. I ain't this, that, and the third. No, figure out why they couldn't win with you. Because you two may not be compatible together. You may not... You may not be teammates. And it may be the fact that you're not supposed to be teammates. You ever thought of that? We get so caught up in the cheating part. We get so caught up in, oh, you hurt me, you're wrong. What if you two are never supposed to be teammates? And you sitting here trying to play the game and wonder why you can't win. You're not supposed to be playing the game. You're not even on the same motherfucking team. Why are you together? That was a question that was frequently asked to me when I was in that relationship that ended my, that, that broke my heart. You feel me? Everybody would ask me, why are you with her? Because, man, she made me feel good. And You feel me? I was a good narcissist in that situation. I ain't gonna lie. It was an ego boost to feel good, to be dependent on. Not to be seen dependable as dependable. I was dependent on. You feel me? I was dependent on so much so that she needed me. She needed me. And I didn't know what it meant to be needed. I'm thinking as long as I'm in this space and, you know, it's like, nah, when somebody needs you, they need you. And every ounce of thing that they can take out of it, they're going to keep taking. When somebody's dependable on you, they're not like, I remember one time. She, it, it was weird shit. Like, I think like she was typing up a paper and shit and shit just shut down. Her computer shut down and said, she called me crying. Like, look, don't panic. It may have autosaved. Just reboot it and let it come up. And she was like, I don't know what to do. I was the first person she called. I started to realize that about relationships with women. It's like when tragedy hits or something that they can't function with, it's just emotion. Like they, I'm the first person they call. And I'm like, you know, this is simple, right? Like, oh, okay. Oh, damn, it is. Why are you panicking? I had to learn to stop relying on that shit. I had to learn to stop wanting that shit. You feel me? That was on me. That was the good narcissist shit. Oh, yeah, I'm always there for whenever she called. I'm always this. I'm always that. And I realized it was some needy shit. And I fuck with her being needy. You feel me? So, <laughs> like I said, I was no longer... Like, I reached the point where I couldn't give her no more. I was trying to graduate too, motherfucker. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> I it was like, yo, I got you to the point of graduating early. When I say there was no support, like after, like after she got out, you feel me? I ain't had no, like, yo, what shit? Like, it was like, yo, what can you do for me still? I gotta graduate now. <laughs> I'm a year after. I'm a year. Um, I'm a year after you. Like, I gotta graduate now. 
Actually, I'm a year and a half after you now because I helped you get to your semester early. At least help me. You feel me? At least be my side now. Like, you feel me? Like, what is it for me? You feel what I mean? Like, what are you going to get? Like, okay, man. So then when I said, you know what? I got to focus on me, bro. So then when she started to see that I was, you know, tutoring. Again, I cheated. I didn't cheat physically, like actually sex-wise. Sex but I had to come to terms with the fact that I cheated. Because when I went to my study sessions with, like, they were beautiful women. She couldn't give me what they were giving me. They were giving me the... The, the, yo, you got this, yo, learn this information, blah, blah, blah. It was like, she wasn't giving me that. For her, it was, I'm done. I'm not, I'm done with school. Nigga, you you're selfish motherfucker. God damn it. But these women were like, bam, we got to meet up to study. All right, cool. I'm on my way. Like, bam, we were still like, I remember the one time that I almost got tempted. Like, I promise you, I could have plugged shorty this night. Man. Let me tell you how to shit I'm going to tell you that happened, and I'm going to get back on track. So, you feel me? It's a chemistry test coming up. I think it was Chem 160. Yep. It was general chemistry number two. I never forget it. This woman, every day I walked into the class, she spoke to me. Like, again, but again, it's like, I'm not thinking too much of it. You feel me? She literally spoke, speak with a smile and shit and everything like that. Because, like, we worked together like over the summer before that semester it was a crazy dynamic on how it played out but she was a cool person you feel what i'm saying she made it her business to speak and you know what i mean you know so matter of fact i got two stories like that i'm gonna tell both of them real quick so one of them was like she calls me over no put a pin in that one i'm gonna tell the other one first because this is when it started to escalate and the cheating got different but like i said it wasn't physical cheating but i still cheated because i was losing so I had to go to where I was going to win, right? So in that, the first situation was we would mean this um, young lady. We had physics together. <laughs> we had physics together and shit. It's crazy. Physics, chemistry. But anyway, we had physics together, right? So every day she would come to class and she would snack on shit. One day she stuck a Rice Krispie treat in my mouth. Like she bit her Rice Krispie. Like we were lab partners and shit. So she sat beside me and shit. She bit a Rice Krispie treat and stuck it in my mouth. And I was like, I moved. I was like, yo, chill out, bro. I don't know where your mouth been. Don't be putting no fucking Rice Krispie treat. Shit made me feel good on the inside. I ain't going to hold you, bro. I was like, oh, shit. She stuck a Rice Krispie treat in my mouth. I said, girl, if I was, man, I'm telling you, if I was single right now, I would plug you right now. You feel me? So we, you know, flirting and everything like that. I never had, I never felt the need to actually tell her I was with, I had a girlfriend at that time. Because it was like, yo, you're just my lab partner. But we started to develop. We started to grow. And as we were, you know, developing a little bit more, it was, I got a girl. You feel what I'm saying? But I couldn't, I didn't tell her until the moment where this is when I realized that she was trying to give me some because she uh she was like, she lived off campus. I lived on campus. So I was like, yo, come to the library and study. She said, I don't feel like driving to the library. This is what she said to me, right? She said, I don't feel like driving to the library. So, you know, coming on campus, I'm like, just meet up in the library. She said, so, all right, how about this? She said, I'm already, she said, I'm already cooking some spaghetti. Right? So she said, I'll come get you. We come back to my place and then we study that way you can eat and everything. And then I'll take you back. So rather than just you eating home, coming to the library and then driving back home, you're willing to come pick me up, take me to your house, bring me back to the campus and then go back home again man 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 
So she meets me in the library. This is one of our first study sessions and shit. This motherfucker went home, took a shower, changed clothes, came back smelling like peaches and cream. And I said, oh, she is trying to get me. And she's who I want. She's what I want. Like she aligns with what I want. So we, she became my study partner. We would always link up, study and everything. But that's what it was. But I cheated. My girl couldn't give me studying. She wasn't in the same major as me. She didn't even understand the shit that I was talking about. But this woman could. So that was the moment when I was cheating. From that perspective of, you know, just the in, intimate interaction. So back into the one with the chemistry, right? This one was where it almost crossed the line. And it was like, yo, bro, I could have knocked her socks off. Because it's like, she would always be like, yo, um, we need to study for chem this chem test. Man, I don't need, like, all right, whatever, bro. Because I'm thinking she don't really know the shit, right? So she called me to her room and shit. So I'm like, nah, we got to meet at the library or something, bro. Like, I'm telling you, like, you know, I can't do this shit. Because every day we would, I would come to class, she would, she would be like, hey, see? I was like, what's up, yo? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? We became real cool and shit. So this particular day, she says, it's like 10 o'clock. I'm like, yo, when are we going to study, bro? Because like you said, we were supposed to study. I'm like hitting her up at 7. She hit me up at 10 o'clock and said, all right, I'm ready now. Oh, shit. Spider sense is tingling. Let's say, she's going to try to get me, bro. She's going to try to get me. So I get over there and shit. I take my books and everything like that. She signed me up, go to her room. I get there. The aroma of a fresh shower, juices, berries, and all that shit is in there. Again, she's a single woman. I can't get mad at, you know, what she's doing, you know? And she had not known me long enough to know if I was in a relationship. And I signed say shit at the time. You feel me? But I get there and, you know, I walk in. I'm like, this shit clean in the motherfucker. Like, she cleaned up, organized everything and shit. So the way she had it set up, I said, let me sit all the way across on the, by the little computer table. She was like, you know you can sit on my bed, right? Nah, no, I can't. I can't. Yo, it's got code. I can't. If I sit on your bed, yeah, I can't do it. So we going over the chemistry and shit. This motherfucker know everything on a test. And like, I'm hyped because I'm like, yeah, that means we ain't got to study it. I'm like, she was like, but nah, I want to make sure I drive it home and really know. She said, you know, you can stay tonight if you want. I said, nah, yo, you got this shit. Yo, we about to go. But at the end of the day, that ties back into the part of the cheating aspect that I was mentioning because in that cheating aspect, I cheated. I can't lie. I didn't physically do it. I, I, I'm telling you, I could have plugged. I could have plugged, man. I, I should have plugged. Like back to the kitchen. I should have cheated, bro. Like because it would have been a fuck up, not a fuck down. But you know, two women would have been damaged in that one because it would have been, oh, you betrayed me because I didn't even know you didn't have a girl, and this one, like, ah, you ain't shit. But it's like I cheated because I wasn't winning with you, and I would have won with her. Now I'm not winning at all. You feel what I mean? But that's the dynamic and the capacity of what that post shit taught me. It taught me who I, it taught me what relationships are I can win with, what relationships I don't win with, what things I know are going to trigger me, what things don't trigger me. I broke that shit down to where it's like, I look at relationships and, you know, as I develop and as I grow now, anytime a relationship ends, I'm like, yo, I see why we didn't work. And I see my part in it. I see your part in it. And here's what it is. You feel what I'm saying? And if we know that about ourselves, we know that about the person that we involve in ourselves with, and we know the full gamut of the dynamic and the dynamic of everything that's going on, we'll be good. The problem is we don't want to, we don't want to look at the relationship for what it is, a relationship. We want to look at it as this motherfucker wronged me. No, bitch, you catalyze your own wronging. <laughs>
non-binary, of course, but you feel what I'm saying? You're looking at it from a perspective of what did this person do? Not the perspective of what did this relationship teach me? And don't forget to take a moment to go get your exclusive merchandise from Just Scenes Merch. At Just Scenes, each piece is specifically crafted with positive imagery and symbolism. From the titles and designs to the descriptions, each style gives you something to feel great about. With everything from hoodies and tees to coffee mugs and tote bags, we have something for the entire family. So be sure to get yours today. Find us on Instagram at Just Scenes Merch and get your merchandise right now. I, I, I'm going to go ahead and end it there, man. This was a good one. This was a good one. I have fun with this one, man. This John Rob has some good memories. You feel me? But all in all, the biggest reality of that was, you know, the power of post-relationship analysis. Um, analyze your relationships, yo. All of them. Anyone that you can say, okay, I got tied up in this. I got caught up here. Love, blah, 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 blah. All that goofy bullshit. Whatever it is that you feel you you need to to get off get off you feel me but at the same time understand the full dynamic of what it is ask yourself if you was a good narcissist in that situation and now you mad oh were you really were you were you really an empath are you really an empath or are you just unhealthily selfless you feel me that 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 reality came out of one of the sessions that i had with uh one of my channel scene sessions and shit and you know one of my clients, she just came out and was like, she said, you know what? I realized because we were going through the chakras and everything. I was showing her how to unblock them and getting through one of those pieces. And she was like, I realized that all this time I've been thinking that I was an empath. I was really just unhealthily selfless. And I was like, because mm, I had not heard it until that point. And I was like, damn, conceptually, I'm like, like what, was you, what you mean? She was like, well, because when you get on social media and they tell you, um, <clears throat> You're not wrong. It's that person. It's that and third. You're empath because you feel. She was like, that wasn't the case. She said, I was unhealthily selfless. I didn't put boundaries around my stuff. She was like, she said, and she said, in, in interacting with you, I can see what it is to actually be an empath because you keep saying, you know what I'm saying? I say this to all, all my uh, clients. Like, your shit ain't my shit. <laughs> the fuck? Like, that ain't my shit. Like, empathy is that I feel. And I can understand and relate to what you did. I can understand your, your position, but your position ain't my position. No matter how much I would want it to be, that's when you become unhealthily selfless. That's when you become in that space where I want your problem to be my problem. Fall forward. Like, what are you going to get out of that? Because then you're going to feel, oh, I took this song because it was. Nigga, that's your fault. Like, what the fuck you want me to do for you because you took on my shit? I didn't tell you to. You feel me? I didn't tell you to, but that was something that I was at one point in time. Like in that relationship that I was in, that did me to, I, I took on her shit. I took on so much of her, her uh, I took on so much of her shit that I became her. And when I became her, she didn't like me no more. That happens to a lot of motherfuckers in relationships. But anywho, when we're looking at our relationships, like we got to do this post relationship analysis, yo. Like break down the fucking relationship, yo, bruh, sis. All y'all break down the relationship fully. See what happened. See what went wrong. Don't try to just, oh, I'm good. You keep ignoring and repressing and suppressing so much shit that you just, oh, I'm good. No, you're not. You're not. You have molded yourself into something to where you have justified that 
I was never the problem. Nah, you was just as much as the problem as the other motherfucker because you two worked together. You were teammates. You dig what I'm saying? When, when LeBron left Cleveland the first time and he went to Miami, this is exactly what it's like when it comes to cheating and, you know, the relationship aspect. LeBron was like, I'm going to bring Cleveland a ring. But they never brought LeBron help. He would get motherfuckers to the finals. They're like, yo, LeBron can't close in the finals. Not by himself. He needs a team. Jordan had Pippi. Had Pippi. Kobe had Shaq. You feel what I'm saying? Like, motherfuckers have teams. Okay, Bill Russell was different. You feel me? But that was a men against boys. Men against boys. But anyway, <clears throat> they had teams. You feel me? They had a team. LeBron didn't have a team in Cleveland. He was the carrier of the team. And I got mad at that. When he went to Miami, he had team mates. People that were equally willing to put, he didn't have to cheat to win. They keep saying, oh, LeBron went to Keely, uh, to Miami. He cheated to get his rings because he wasn't winning. The fuck, if that's what y'all want to call it, y'all want to say him grouping up with a super team was him uh, cheating to win or whatever the case may be, so be it. That validates my point. That validates my point. That validates my point. When people cheat, they're losing. They're losing. And they won't admit it because it's like, oh, well, it's not you. It's me. It's blah, blah, blah. No, no. It is you and me. That's the that's the, that's one of the things about post-relationship analysis you got to come to terms with. Stop saying it's not me. It's you. Or it's not you. It's me. It's you and me. What the fuck are we doing here? What is the dynamic in which we contribute to each other that makes this a reality right now? Because otherwise we just tolerate each other. Otherwise we just being on our best behavior or we're looking at it from a perspective of which way do I go? What was it about me? It was both of y'all. Figure out what it is. You don't want to dwell on that person and come back and say, okay, I don't like this about this person. And now when I go to my next relationship, I have to figure out, okay, let me just avoid that. Why are you going to walk on eggshells? No, you have to figure out what your contribution is to that shit and why, they, why you brought that out of that person, why that was even a, a thing. All these motherfuckers that keep talking about being empress, all these motherfuckers that keep talking about having a big heart and loving heart and all of this goofy other shit, they won't come to terms with the reality that they are trying to validate themselves through relationships by taking other people's shit off. Some people don't want you to take their shit. And some people, when you take on their shit, they start to see themselves in you because you took on their shit and they don't want to fuck with it no more because they don't want to fuck with themselves. How will you know this is, that this is a reality? You do your post-relationship analysis. Stop rebounding and hopping back into something else because I was done already and now I just finally left. Okay. What made you stay? Because that's a part of that post-relationship analysis. You feel me? I was dealing with a woman who was telling me um, she was in a relationship for three years. She had been out for three months. And she was like, she was done about a year and a half and whatever. Trying to like, because I'm single, single. Like, I'm healed single. Like, it's that, like, that shit different. I'll be spot. like, uh-uh. If we get together, we really, you got to be on some shit. Like, I'm healed single to the point where I will not tolerate shit that does not stay in my space. I'm a different type of single now. Like, the healed single motherfucker is different. Like, one of would be like, yo, how you just, go? I didn't ghost you. You feel me? I have other shit to do than worry about you all day. 
If you don't keep a conversation going, then bye bye. You feel me? But the reason behind why I'm saying that and the core to all of this is how we get in these re- rebounded relationships and we try to be on extra good behavior. Like, Let me show you. I want somebody who can because it always be like that person that rebounded with what they find in you is the rebound. It's the one thing that, that they love the most about that person, but they want to see if they can get a different result out of it. Ego. This is the good narcissist that I'm talking about right now. The rebounders are good narcissists. Look, they'll be on some, you feel me? And, and this is how I post relationship analysis. This is how I got to that point. Me and the guy that she was, t- like, we were both artists. Like we're artistic people, creatives, right? Just different forms of art. He actually painted and stuff like that. I do jam sessions. I write. I do poems and shit like that. Like, I have a different form of creative creativity. But that's the core of it. We're artists. So we would... You know, that was the commonality. That's what she loved, right? But now her thing was, can I get it right with you what I didn't get right with him? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Well, you're not going to get it right with me because I know you're a rebound. Like, I know you're trying to rebound. No, no. You show me that you're good, and then, it's, you know, it is what it is. But I know you re- I'm not rebounding. I was already done. I was out check. And then you'll send me a video of you and him and say, do you see how he looked at me? You know, he tries to be so controlling. He doesn't let me... I thought you was done. I am, but I'm just saying, no, you're not just saying you ain't done. That motherfucker scarred you, baby. <laughs> Go put some neosporin on that shit. Get the fuck out of my face. I can't do nothing with that. You feel me? I can't do nothing with that. But it taught me how to find out when I'm rebounding. Like the rebound shit comes on. Like I've had women who would like, you know, they are into anime. So the guy, when they tell me the description about the guy, I was like, oh. I'm not only in the anime. I just like Dragon Ball Z and Avatar and the Boondocks. Like, if you feel me, if that's really what you want to count, and Legend of Korra, maybe, but if that's what you want to count, like, don't. I'm not going to sit and have a whole binge fest with you. Okay, I fuck with Castlevania. That was good. And fucking Blood of Zeus. All right, I'm not going to run down the list. But anyway, I'm not a whole anime head. You feel me? I have certain anime that I watch. You feel me? She was an anime head. So the fact that it's like, oh, you fuck it, like, all right, cool. So that was the commonality we fought with. And it's like, yo, rebound. I was like, nah, I'm not, I'm not rebounding. Cause there's still other shit that I do. Cause then now you're gonna have, you're gonna, you're gonna have to like me for that. That relationship that I was in, I was her rebound. Because she thought I was a hood dude. And I was, I was from the hood, but it wasn't much deeper than that. When I could no longer be that, then it was like, okay. The, the thing that rebounders do is that they get you into a space where they're like, I want to see if you're going to do right by what I wanted out of that person who did me wrong. The good narcissist, because they're going to love bomb you. They're going to say, I do all of these different things and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, okay, nigga, the fuck? Like, what you want me to do about it? You feel me? You can't do that with... with Healed single people. It's like, I spot that shit. I spy with my little eye. Some goofy shit. But that is the power and the magnitude of what hap- what happens when you do some post-relationship analysis. Take some time. like, And I don't care if it's an intimate relationship, platonic relationship, familiar relationship. Do some post-relationship analysis and see what the fuck happened. A lot of us is holding on to trauma that we don't need to hold on to because we won't do a post-relationship analysis because we keep playing the blame game. We look at, oh, they did me wrong. They did me wrong. Feel me? 
One of the hardest post relationships analysis that I had to do was with my dad. Like, we never had a relationship. <laughs> How the fuck can I do a post relationship with a, with, a, with a motherfucker I ain't never have a relationship with? You feel me? I had to realize how his relation, like, I don't like, for my brother and my sister, they knew him. So it was like, them, for them, is recounting. Like, yo, this is the first time, bro. I don't have a relationship with this nigga. I don't know nothing about him. So what am I going to, like, you know, but in analyzing that, you see how I, it ties back into the, how it started in the beginning. Because in that relationship, I was able to see that my lack of relationship with him created a singularity within myself that I could not see anything else. Anything that I created, that anything that I could, you know, in my abandonment issues, anything that I could see was a man leaving his girl, his family, whatever the case may be. I thought there was no room for it. There was no room for it. You feel me? Until I was like, nah, bro, sometimes you can leave. Like nobody should be kicking you in your chest. Nobody should be telling you, verbally abusing you or telling you some shit like, yo, you're going to fall on your ass if you don't do that. Like, nobody should tell you shit like that. They should be your, they should support you as you support them and do shit like that. Like, you feel me? But I had never seen, I had never seen what it was like for a woman to treat a man. So I didn't know that, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know what it's like for a mother to treat a child. I know what it's like for a sister to treat a brother. You know what I'm saying? But what is it like for a woman to treat him? I never seen it. I never seen it. So I figured, men, you just don't leave. You just don't walk out and shit. And that's how it plays out. You feel what I'm saying? But a lot of my healing, now that I have a name for it, was post-relationship analysis. That's 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 really what it was. I took and I broke down exactly what happened in that relationship. The things that are the memories, whatever is a memory of a relationship, you there's something for you to unpack in that. Good, bad, and ugly. The good relation, the good one. Like, you feel me? During the first parts of the breakup, you be thinking about the good shit. You be like, man, I don't want to think about that. Unpack it. Do a post-relationship analysis. Because you, you might find out that through the good shit, you were the culprit of that. You were the reasoning for that. You feel me? You never know. But you can't just keep denying it. Like, I don't want to think about the good. You feel me? Like after the breakup happened, like she hit me up one day. She said, I remember when this, that, and the third happened, man. We had such a good time. I said, you know what? I remember you cheating on me. Get the fuck off my phone. You're only going to remember the bad stuff about me. That's all you left me to remember. You feel me? But that's not what she left me to remember. She left me to remember a whole relationship that I had to break down. You feel me? Whole relationship around uh, that I needed to break down. You feel me? So much so that it taught me. I was like, why am I not getting in a relationship while I was building my entrepreneurship because of her? Because I've learned that I cannot. One of the first dynamics was that I can't be in a relationship with a woman who, you know, women, they're going to run out of patience before my time aligns for us to do what we got to do. But then it hit me. No, because you're fucking with women who are going to run out of patience like that. That's a core issue that's tied to something totally different, something deeper. You feel what I mean? I had to change that post-relationship analysis exposed that to me. You feel what I'm saying? Because I kept running into relationships where women would be, well, here's the timestamp. You need to move fast. You need to do this and do that. And it's like, damn, now I got to rush. Now I got to do this. And it fucks up my process. So one of two things has to happen. Either I don't fuck with women while I'm building my process, or I learned find women who understand what a process is. And fuck with them. But post-relationship analysis is going to teach you how to walk that line. Stop getting caught up in the same loop.
You feel me? If bitches ain't shit, it's because you didn't do the post analysis for ain't shit bitches. If dudes is fuck boys, niggas is fuck boys, you didn't do the post relationship analysis after dealing with a fuck boy. So that's what you keep running into because the universe doesn't respond to what we want. It responds to what we speak about the most. And if your post relationship analysis hasn't cleared that for you, that's all you're going to speak about. But I'm going to go ahead and end it there. Um, this was a good one. So make sure you kiss your babies. Make sure they go kiss your babies. Make sure they eat their vegetables. And teach post-relationship analysis to the kids early. Because they're already going through the shit. You feel me? Friends not, you know, changing up on them in a week or whatever the case may be. And more importantly, teach them post-relationship analysis with you as a parent, with family. That's the first post-relationship. Like, they have to figure out why. You feel me? I had to do a lot of post-relationship analysis with my siblings because we're so far apart in age. You feel what I'm saying? I used to think my brother didn't like me. You feel what I'm saying? Because I was, we're seven years apart. So I'll be six and seven years old, want to go kick it with him. He's 13, 14. He'd be like, nah, go back home or go around. I'm thinking, nigga, you don't like me. What the fuck I do to you? No, he's over there smoking weed and he's fucking. You can't be around that. <laughs> You're seven. You shouldn't know what that's, that is. I respect my brother for that. He kept me away from stupid shit. I had to analyze our relationship. He said, man, I was doing crazy shit at that age, bro. He said, you wasn't supposed to see that. I said, bro, I, I thought you were just playing basketball all day. No, I wasn't. <laughs> you feel me? But I despise my brother for that very reason. Because I felt like, bro, you abandoned me. You left me hanging. You know what I'm saying? You're supposed to be there for me, but you're not. But the relationship analysis broke it down. I was like, oh, we seven years apart, bro. I wasn't supposed to be. So it's like now that we older and shit, and it's like, yo, you can come kick it with me. I had to like, when I was like 23, I had to get to that point. Like, I can finally kick it with my brother because I'm old enough to kick it with him. Like, literally, like we're now we both grown men. It's like, nigga, there's nothing that I can't show you that you don't already know. But at the time, I couldn't, I couldn't do that shit around you. I was about to roll up when you came around that corner talking about you wanted to play. No, because then you're gonna tell mama. It's like, oh, I got you now, bro. I got you. But yeah, post-relationship analysis is really, is my opinion, is very therapeutic. It, it, it's, I think that's what therapy does anyway and shit. Like, you feel me? It's just the name to it. Like, break down every relationship that you've been in, good, bad, and ugly, and see your contribution and shit and see how things play out for the full dynamic. Don't just look at it from a perspective. This person did this to me. This person, no. Look at it from this happened to me. What did it show me? What did it reveal to me? Start going through that shit with family, friends, everything. Don't just limit it to one single relationship. Oh, that's the fuck boy. That's the motherfucker that broke my heart first. Look about the heart you broke. You feel me? The motherfuckers, you curve. Well, like, look at that relationship. Look at those situations. You feel me? Because a lot of times motherfuckers is curving people not because of the person is curvable, but because they have internal issues that they don't want to deal with. So, you feel me? Deal with them. You know? But yeah, I'm going to go ahead and eat it there. Go kiss your babies. Make sure they eat their vegetables, and I'm going to see y'all all on the next one. Peace, love, knowledge, and freedom. I'm out.